Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. This week's episode stars Erin Etheridge. I'm so excited. She's been in the business, gosh, almost as long as I have, which is awesome. She does an amazing business. She's a beautiful girl and she runs a great team. You guys are just going to love hearing from her. So let's get started. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Good. And look at my beautiful Kristen, who is my co-host. Love Hello. to see you all the time. And welcome, Erin. What a pleasure to have you. Um, get us started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. I feel absolutely honored. Um, there's so many moms in our business, and I am just thrilled that I get to be a part of your show. So thank you so much. I'll start there. Perfect. <laughs> Well, a little bit about me, I guess. Um, I was born and raised in a small town in Minnesota, so Princeton, Minnesota. It's right dead center in the middle of the state. It's about 3,000 people, so you've totally heard of it. <laughs> yes. uh, and then I, um, I got my undergrad at Concordia College up in Fargo-Moorhead, uh, and then I came out to Arizona, actually, to pursue um, business at University of Arizona. Uh, down in Tucson. And then I discovered that there's no snow and it's so amazing here. <laughs> and then I just never left. <laughs> uh, no, but really how I got into real estate is honestly, my parents helped me purchase my first home while at the University of Arizona. We bought a four bedroom, three bathroom home, and I was able to rent out the other bedrooms and live with roommates and be able to pay my mortgage and, you know, all the utilities and everything. And then um, during that transaction, I um, had, we had a realtor that was just really not great at her job. <laughs> oh my God, did you do that too? Exactly when you did that? Yes. That yes. Awesome. Did you do that? No, I didn't do oh. it. I thought you did. It was my email. <laughs> not so good. Yeah. I'm like, not so great. And I <laughs> I basically did most of the research. I even helped her with paperwork because I can read. Oh I mean, it like you guys, <laughs> you guys, it was bad. So I started thinking I had graduated and I went into a corporate job and you know, when you basically have to ask to go to the bathroom or take a one week vacation working for $40,000, like, no, no. So then, That's the right? Yeah, the literally with the bathroom thing. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm just like, is this? Well, and that's what so many millennials and so many people are facing right now is mm -hmm. if do they want that for their future, which is why real estate obviously appeals to so many people. But I also kind of feel like real estate happens to be an industry that's kind of a, a catch-all. Like no one starts off like, oh, I'm going to be in real estate. It's kind of <laughs> like we, we all kind of fall into it. Uh, but that's kind of when I learned how much money that lady had made for me doing the work, I was like, 
that's ridiculous. And this is going to be what I'm doing. So I um, did really well in Tucson. I was a top agent there. And then during the crash, all of my investors, because remember that Phoenix was like 50 to 75% off. <laughs> uh, Tucson uh, yeah, you remember. Uh, Tucson didn't have that same uh, crash. And so like, it, it was still there, but it wasn't the same amount uh, of money off. And all of my people that wanted to purchase at that time, or that could afford to purchase, right? Like nobody could get a loan. So it was only the cash buyers. And so I was one of the few uh, women that was uh, working the courthouse steps up here in Phoenix. So I was driving from Tucson, an hour and a half south, all the way up to the courthouse steps. Uh, and I did that for almost a year before I really decided that I was going to make the move to Phoenix. Um, and I joined a top team up here at that point. And just to kind of, it's not that I didn't know what I was doing or anything like that. I really wanted to get a better feel for the Phoenix market and um, just always, always be learning and improving. Um, and then I have was single for a hundred years, I feel like. <laughs> Uh, and I happened to meet my husband on Match.com. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I met him four years ago. Absolute love of my life. I um, He has two kiddos, so I married into kids. Um, they were two and four when I came into the picture, and now they are seven and ten. And then I just had baby Ethan. So he's our hours baby. So baby Ethan is six months old. And yeah, dude, I started um, I started a team two and a half years ago now. So two and a half years ago. And uh, when you and I were kind of talking, like it wasn't something that I, again, was meaning to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was kind of more, um, I, I really feel for people coming into our business because I don't feel that there's the training that is needed. And it kind of became like, I had like three friends enter into the becoming a realtor at basically the same time. And, and they needed help. And it was kind of either, you know, that question of if not me, then who, Mm -hmm. if not now, then when kind of a thing. And I didn't want them. I love my broker. I love all brokers, but unfortunately, I don't love all brokers. Well, <laughs> yeah, not all brokers. Okay, let me, let me back that up. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, most of them are really great at getting you out of hot water with paperwork, but they actually haven't sold anything in. 15, 20 years, like Mm -hmm. they have no idea what is working and what isn't working in today's market. And unfortunately, these are the people training new realtors. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I wonder why there's a 90% fail rate for people coming into real estate. Like that's, that's a bummer, dude. So uh, that's kind of why I started my team. And that's kind of, I mean, brings us up to today. So I love it. I think it's so, um, I've met with so many new agents that are getting into the business that say the same thing. They're like, well, I was buying a home and my real estate agent sucked. Like they watched what they did. They felt like they did everything. And they're like, you know what, I'm going to go get my license and I'm going to be, you know, different than they were. And I feel like that's probably if I had to say like top five things that people tell me why they're getting into it, it's, it's definitely in the top five. 
totally. So, yeah. When you see somebody who do um, in any field, honestly, you know, have an experience with anybody, I don't care if it's, you know, a doctor or, or a landscaper or a real estate agent, when you see somebody doing like just a crap job, I mean, that is such a pet peeve of mine. My husband and I talk about it all the time. Why, why is it so hard for people to work excellently? Wait, it, I have like, I, this is, that's so true because when we were um, building a pool, I was like, we should start building pools. I just need to come from my phone and we'd be like the most popular company around or I just have to get back to you, you know? <laughs> I know. And it's super unfortunate. You're right that it is in every single industry. Like I just mm -hmm. had a, um, like a, a tile grout cleaner cause baby Ethan's about to start, uh, crawling and we clean, we, we, <laughs> all of those good things, but you know, like you want that super clean when they're actually like crawling around <laughs> and, and so, hands. <laughs> I know, like everything goes into his mouth. So, <laughs> and my, my house is all tile. And so I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a grout cleaner. Like we're going to get everything super clean. This guy came out and was just like sweating everywhere and, and, and complaining no seriously he complained almost the whole time about how much he hated his job and how he doesn't like doing it and wait then, so he was cleaning your grout was he like yes. dripping sweat on the place yes. just cleaned oh my yes, God. you guys you guys and then and then I offered him some water because I, I want to make sure obviously he's taking care of here and and so we kept refilling him up and then you know, at the end, it was kind of like he needed a friend and he, oh. he, he hung out, you guys. So for <laughs> two hours, my poor nanny and I were like, oh, awkward. Like, you could take it with you if you want. Oh, no. But anyway, like, he wasn't great at his job. I'm going to have to pay to have somebody, uh, you know, come back out and redo that. So if you guys have somebody that does excellent tile grout cleaning, yes, I, I, do. I just spoke with Brandon, Brandon Austin. He's oh, doing it this week. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 perfect. Perfect. So, okay. While we're telling really gross stories, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen before yesterday. Swear. What was that? I, what did I, you say? I saw something yesterday I've never seen before. What? So I, my husband and I went grocery shopping. We had like an hour between appointments. I'm like, we need to get mm -hmm. some food. You know, my kids want to eat. And so we ran into the window, <laughs> that damn place. It's an awesome place. And well, you have to wear a mask, which pisses mm -hmm. me off, but you do. So I do it. And you don't have to if you're a certain age or younger. I don't know what that age is. I don't know. But it's five or younger, right? Okay, I don't know. But I'm in the produce section. No shit. I'm not kidding. <laughs> There's like a little boy licking. Oh yeah. Licking everything. No. Licking the, no. the strawberry oh, packages. Yeah. No. Licking the, licking the poles. Licking oh, yeah. fruit. Licking like full on licking everything. I was. Oh. I was like, oh, my son had his mouth on the, where you check out at the gas station when COVID first was like a big deal. And I was like, the girl was like, your son. I'm like, his mouth on the counter where you're checking out. I'm like, oh, whatever. But I really want to talk about one of my favorite things about you is actually something we didn't talk about before, but me and you were texting mm -hmm. about is that you want to own a home in Thailand. Thailand. I saw that. That's insane. So we're buying a home in Costa Rica. So you guys have to get together, but tell us why you want to do that. 
So there's so many different reasons. Like I've, I, I've been so fortunate to be able to travel and, and be in a career that allows us to travel, right? Like I know you girls also love traveling. And so for our honeymoon, we went to Thailand and I absolutely fell in love with the culture, how warm and welcoming everybody is. It's gorgeous there. And can we just talk about it's dirt cheap? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you guys, you guys. So what I'm kind of looking at is like this penthouse, like condo, like overlooking like the ocean and it's like 200,000. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And on the massages, they're like $5 for an hour. Yeah. So we got... I mean, anywhere from three to like six massages a day for a total of five dollars. But then I would like tip them five dollars because I'm like, here you go. And then they they get all excited. Uh, that you know, is nice. And, and then terrifying there with the like the little moped things. Yeah, we didn't do that because I am not that coordinated. <laughs> so that would probably end that well for us. Uh, but we did, we did take um, some tuk-tuk rides and things like that. Uh, so somebody else basically driving this death trap, uh, you know, but um, yeah, I abs- we absolutely loved, love, love Thailand. And we were so fortunate, you guys, we went during, you know, those, um, you know, the lantern festival, like on tangled, you know, with all of the lights going into the sky. Um, So we actually went during that time, which is in October. And so we went up to Shang, we we did three different stops. So we did Bangkok, because you can't really get out of that. That's like the main like place to fly in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we went up to Chiang Mai, which was up in the mountains. And it's absolutely insanely gorge- gorgeous. That's where they have like um, a lot of elephant sanctuaries and things. That's where we did an amazing cooking class. It's just so chill, so amazing. And then from there, we took another flight and went down to Phuket, which is overlooking the ocean and everything. Uh, right now, we're torn uh, between owning something up in Chiang Mai, up in the mountains, um, and then or else down by the beach. My husband has this like crazy fear of tsunamis, so I don't know that I'm going to win this one. <laughs> Oh, I share that same fear. I have nightmares about it, and I don't even live near the ocean. I same. He he has that and sharks, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, maybe I might have to compromise and and do a, a mountain home, and maybe we just go visit the beach. It's, it'll be okay. Amazing. That yeah. Is. I yeah. love he- I love hearing different people's perspectives on their dreams and and the things that just you know, excite them about their future and what they're working towards. It's so diverse. And I think that what a gift from God that we can all have these diverse dreams and working towards them. But in something like real estate, it's so obtainable. Mm-hmm. It's it 100% obtainable. 100%. Mm-hmm. So and it, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, there's somebody creepy on here I need to block. Hold on. <laughs> is it wow. my husband's ex-wife? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so your other goal is to net a million dollars. So when you hit that goal, is that when you go to Thailand? 
You know, I, I'm one of those people that I don't really think I'll ever stop working. Like my husband and I have, you know how we have those like just random conversations like, Oh, if you, we don't even play the lottery, but like, if you did win the lottery, would you stop working? And like, I don't, I don't think I could. I don't Mm -hmm. think that I have that chip in me to stop working Mm -hmm. or helping. I mean, it might change my business. It might change what I'm doing, but I don't see me really like retiring and doing nothing. No. Mm -mm. I agree. I I can't picture that either. What would you do? Like we say, what would you do if you retired? That's what I asked my husband and he's like, oh, well I would volunteer. I'm like, he's not going to volunteer you guys. He's going to play video games on this thing (laughs) (laughs) and then drive me insane. (laughs) Okay. So I know that every week I hear that women want to hear like tips in real estate, like what's successful for you? Where are you getting your business? You know, what's your favorite form of prospecting, just anything that can help somebody go, Oh, I've never thought to pursue that. Or, you know, I don't know. So give us a few tips about how you get your business. Um, how do you sustain your business? Yeah, I think, I think that your most sustainable is always your database and the people that you already know. That's mm-hmm. always your most sustainable. Um, before people even come on my team, we have the make a hot 100 list, uh, which is basically just people, you know, it, it's not, I, I, I kind of always try to clarify that it's not necessarily somebody that's going to buy or going to sell. Right. Cause we work mainly off of referrals. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's just reaching out and staying top of mind to those people so that you become that person that go-to person when they do have that friend or family member that needs to sell. It doesn't necessarily mean it's them. Um, so we have everybody create that. And I strongly believe in having a database. I know that um, it's, it's so hard to put everybody into one spot. I got it. Like it's annoying. Like people don't take the time to do it. And I have made the most amount of money for sure, hands down by having a database and continuously reaching out to people. Like for instance, uh, I believe in sending some, somebody, like all of my database, something physical in the mail, uh, once a quarter. So this quarter, it's going to go out, I believe this next week here of, it's like, um, the hand sanitizing wipes. Like now that they are like, so you're desperate. Like once, once Costco has them restocked, you're like, you know, who, who knew that all of those little tiny bottles that we got from all of those vendors for years <laughs> become so valuable. Oh, I left them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so it's just something easy like that. Like hope you're staying safe. You know, it's not anything like amazing, you know, it's just a tchotchke kind of an item. But then also when coronavirus first hit and there's still, we might actually do another wave of Popeye's. I ordered, I don't know, like a thousand cupcakes from this bakery because bakeries are struggling right now, you guys, like just like a lot of people, they lost their, their biggest industry, which is weddings, you know? Wow. 
So we, uh, my team and I just, we just stockpiled all kinds of cupcakes. We slapped a sticker on there, uh, just that we care about people. And we went around to past clients and dropped off cupcakes to people. And it's, it's just a, a way just to make sure that they know that you're there, that it wasn't only that transaction. Um, yeah. and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just continuously being that go-to person. Like we should be the person they call if they need a plumber, if they need a handyman. Uh, it's it's not even necessarily about um, buying or selling. Like I have people reaching out to me constantly about uh, what they should or shouldn't do in their home for remodeling. Mm -hmm. Like, don't you don't you want that? Like, isn't that because eventually you're gonna hopefully end up selling that that property, and you do want to get them the most value. Right. Um, that is that is, I think, the very first thing is creating that hot 100 list. But you really can't discriminate of like who should be on that list. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that is a number one thing. And then um, the Popeyes would be second. And then third, I think that Instagram, if you're not on it, you absolutely need to be on Instagram. Oh, Angela. Telling me that I have to make that part of my life. And I do. I just haven't yet. I and I hear you. And that's sometimes we all need that. And sometimes it just has to hit you at the right moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're you're probably just gonna end up getting pissed off when three people get deals from it and you're like, what the heck? Or, or maybe um, because you're, you're, you know, expanding your business at EXP, maybe it is like uh, a top agent at EXP, along with you guys, like recruited three people through it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it will set the alarm bells for you that like, yeah. oh, hey, I need to be on there. This is where, you know, it depends on what your demographic is, right? Because uh, Facebook, it's basically anyone 35 and older is still Facebook is their main like go to social media and then 35 and under it's it's Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. But I, I see that it. I made it in that group. I'm 34. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I didn't make it at all. But I will tell you that um, the I, I'll put a little bit of statistics behind her facts about um, using your database. And the National Association of Realtors every single year does all kinds of statistics about buyers and sellers and process. And, and it's consistent that only 4% of real estate agents make any attempt to keep in contact of their database. Oh, that makes only 4%, which doesn't jive with how, you know, if I walk down the grocery store aisle that has the toothpaste, I'm overwhelmed with the with the amount of decisions that you could choices that you have. I mean, mm -hmm. think about homeowners. You know, they it's a it's a stressful process. They want referrals. They want to know that they already have someone they trust. But yet, four percent of realtors make any effort at all. I think it that is exact. That's why ninety percent of realtors don't make it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because 4% of them are doing the right things and the other 6% are just lucky or something. I don't know, but I'm going to give you a quick um, offer that if you don't know how to work your center of influence, email me, call me, Facebook me, and I will send you a free training so that if you're like, I want to do that, but I don't know how to get started. I'll give you a free training. You can do it on your own time. You can just have it. Because this is how passionate you should be about working your database. Yeah, that class is good too. It's definitely a must see. 
So Aaron, thank you for, I don't know, being like awesome <laughs> <with> her. <laughs> thank you, especially because I love how you say dude all the time. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to hang out with you. I'll tell you one thing that we don't have in common at all. Um, under her hobbies, she's all, I like to co collect Disney pins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am like a super nerd. Uh, so. <laughs> I just so, don't like Disney. <laughs> you don't like Disney? You wash your mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> she hates Disneyland. I'm like, you might be I hate the it. person. Why? <laughs> What did Disney do to you? <laughs> well, what didn't it do? Like, go, you walk around there, and there's a, no, it's not the happiest place on earth. Everyone's crying. And if one <laughs> had a magical day, I was going to scratch their face off. It's not the on earth. Yeah, I will. I will say that it has definitely changed with kids and the trip is not the same. And, um, you know, so I did really well in Tucson and then crash happened. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go live my best life at Disney World. So I actually played a character at Disney in Disney oh, World. <laughs> so I can't break the magic and let you guys know who it was. But but um that's kind of what sparked. So Disney pin trading for those of you that don't know, um all of the cast members wear lanyards with 14 pins on it. It started actually it from the Olympics. So countries would trade pins with other countries um so then they, and they would display them on their medals right uh, and so you would trade as many as you could and disney saw that and thought that that was an amazing way to just naturally interact with people because so many people um you know, have a fear of talking to other people or interacting and so it just is natural to kind of like gravitate to somebody that has a lanyard so uh a cast member has to trade with you. So you basically walk up and say, oh, can I have this one, please? And you can trade up to two uh, with any cast member. But for someone like me that actually collects, we would, we're, okay, I'm, I'm so nerdy right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, my palms are sweating sharing this. <laughs> uh, I would actually go to like these pin trading nights so i so i love uh stitch i i love like animals that have <laughs> big bulgy eyes and like, oh yeah i know what yeah yeah so like i love pugs i love french bulldogs i have one of each um oh, so i love God. stitch so i collect stitch pins but when you're a collector, you have to have, like, let's say Angela did like Disney. Let's say she's like, oh, I love villains. <laughs> I'm like, okay, girl, I got you. I got you. Look at my villain collection. And then you would say, oh, I will trade you this villain for this stitch pin. And I say, yes, that sounds like a good trade. <laughs> so, yeah, so I... Funny. I'm a super, super nerd on that. Uh, I have thousands. Like, uh, I, I don't even, I mean, thousands, you guys. Like, probably, like, 20,000 pins. Oh, oh my what? God. <laughs> you know what my husband has 20,000 of? <laughs> what? 
Quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. He is the reason for our national short shortage. <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. And then this is very interesting. I'm, I'm going to show you this, and my husband's going to yell at me later. But you keep, you keep going. I'll find it. I don't have twenty thousand of anything. See, and I kind of go through waves. Like I don't. What is? Oh my god. One, one thing. I'm like, dude, you're the reason for the national shortage. But you know what? Like my, so my parents were always, and they still do to this day, they have that change jar. And when they go to cash it in, yeah. it is like, not like a hundred dollars. It is like a thousand dollars. We have one too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does really add up. I think that's smart. I don't, <laughs> no, that might be smarter than a trading a Disney pin. <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of goes in waves, you guys. Like I'm not like sitting trading all the time it's like it's like it's oh like I'm going. yeah no no it's like it's like one, every day. yeah it's it's kind of more like once or twice a year I want to go back through my pins and like just look at them uh, but then also it's like right before we go to Disney that I want to see maybe what I need to purchase or trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a spreadsheet of all of them and like the categories even way worse Oh my gosh. What's worse than a spreadsheet? A website. <laughs> okay, hold on. So what I'm going to ask you to do is put your website under your video on the Facebook so we can all see it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So this website, this is like a common pin trader thing. It is it, where you can go in, list what picks you have as your collection and then what ones you want to trade that is so crazy <laughs> <laughs> so yes i think that that's worse than a spreadsheet but yes uh but everybody's gotta have something i don't care everybody spends passion. their money on different things right no, no, no. you know what it is it's uh it's evidence of passion and that's mm -hmm what makes you an attractive person, what makes you a great real estate agent, what makes anybody really great at anything is, is that passion that you have for, for something or some things. So I might make fun of Disney, but I am not making fun of your passion at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're good. Like I, I, I own it. Like, you know, everybody's going to have something like my husband. If I spent the amount of time doing Disney pins, the amount of time that he plays <laughs> video games, I mean, I no, actually I would never do that. I would never like that's <laughs> taking things to a new level, but everybody's got to have something and traveling, singing and Disney pins are my things. Um, that's what I like doing in my free time uh, aside from hanging out with the fam, obviously, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So I've, got, I've got to tell you, we are having you on again. That's for sure. I think that um, people need to get to know you and learn why you're such a successful real estate person in general. So thank you so much for your time today and sharing and laughter. It was truly fun. Well, we appreciate you. So fun. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, ladies. I'm so excited for your successes and and um, just I love that you guys are reaching out to other women and moms like. It's so needed in our industry and uplifting other people. Like it's so crazy that there's 
you know, a bazillion realtors here and there's still room for every single one of us. Like I'm excited for new people coming into our market. So thank you guys so much. Stay on. I'm going to sign up and stay on for a minute. Thank you guys for watching. God bless all of you. And we will see you next week. Bye. <clears throat>